1: Hello and welcome to the Shackles Are Off podcast. Now I know what you're probably thinking. You're thinking they've gone a bit quiet. The Barmy Army's gone quiet. Which which is it is true, but it's not for you know it's not for any reason. It's just we got a bit tired and stuff, and you know, let's be honest, it's not been amazing for us. We had a couple of overnight events which were absolutely unbelievable, Chris, and um, Christmas and lots of other different things. And but you know, we just thought. We'll, we'll come back with a bang, and this is exactly what we're doing, isn't it, with this podcast. We're recording it just before the fourth test. England have um, already lost the ashes. It is 3-0 as we record. But, well, we're just going back to what we do best, aren't we? Just getting a proper guest on, like a legendary guest. Um, big ups to producer Chuck as well for um, tracking this bloke down. Um, of course, we're talking about Mr. Glenn McGrath. How cool is it? We've just spoke to him. It's unreal. I mean, it's quarter to two in the morning, obviously, owing to time difference. The great man has got COVID. He's sat at home. He's playing around with his kids and stuff. He pops up in the corner of my computer screen and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, we're talking to Glenn McGrath. I know we shouldn't be fanboying over an Aussie legend, but he is a legend, Chris. He's
0: he's only a legend for rolling his ankle. (laughs) I'm only kidding. No, no, no. And I think think you've got to... Um, give credit to such a great man the things he's done for the game of cricket and also for the, for the charity that he started and set up has been incredible um, I, I said it on Twitter earlier he is a, an unbelievable bloke and everyone in cricket speaks really really highly of him and, and, and it's shown why we've just had a, a good half an hour with him and he's um, such a smashing fellow he's obviously a little bit row with his predictions from time to time but um, <laughs> but he seems to have got a few right over the years as well so he's a really is a remarkable fellow with a with a great story, great cricketing career and then uh, a very sad story as well um, with with regards to that why the foundation was set up which I, I'll let him talk about later on the podcast but it really does um strike home to you how much of a community cricket is and rivalries aside them being the biggest rivalries that we ever have the Australians and Glenn McGrath, Shane Warne, Brett Lee back in the day was the first this bowling attack in the world and really was um, an aggressive rivalry between the England team and the Australian team but I think now when we speak to the, to the, to the great guy um, so many years later and how much he loved being part of that great fierce rivalry and being a real talisman as part of the Australia team um, but also how much he loved playing in front of the Barmy Army and, and being in there and then like you said on the podcast Greg it going full circle to coming back to the Barmy Army now supporting the foundation year on year I know um today we've raised over forty thousand dollars for the foundation since since inception since we started raising money for them on tours over in australia which is amazing and, and thank you to everyone who's been on a tour and bought a pink shirt or chucked a few quid in a bucket whatever it is um you've all played your part in raising that for the foundation and, and we, we get into a bit more detail about what's um, what's going ahead for this test so it was um yeah it was unbelievable to speak to him wasn't it
1: yeah really cool i mean he's just he's He's one of these great um, people. I'm not going to say sports people because he's, you know, he's just one of the great people, isn't he? You know, the way he stands and carries himself. And he's very impressive. And it was, um, yeah, we're really lucky to have a chat with him. He's actually, and it's no secret, it's all over the press. As we record this, he's actually got COVID, which is a shocker because he's going to miss this pink test, which obviously is so so synonymous with it. He was fine, he was all right, he was he was in relatively good spirits as, as much as he can be. Um, so that's probably why he, he wanted to speak to us. Bored, just you pull your board. But now I'm only kidding. He was he was, it was really good, really good of him to come and talk to us. Yeah, um,
0: and he's also. Um, I, I think he appreciates the work that Barmy Army's done. Hundred percent been on tour, so. It's fantastic that he's given up his time, and that's a big thanks to everyone that supported the foundation over the years. I agree. Also, a a little um, little nod to producer Chuck for 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 speaking to them and and making this happen, Mm. even if it is ten to two in the morning.
1: I know, I know, but it was worth it, though, mate. We'll remember. We'll talk about this for 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 a while, I think, won't we? So there we go. Um,
0: Well, yeah, but uh, and also, I think we've got to um, just tip our cap to uh, what's been an incredible series for the Australians and as Glenn touches on in the podcast there, they have been outstanding and yeah. um, we as the Barmy Army, we we support the lads through thick and thin and, and we always will and always have done. But I think you have to tip your hat to how good they've been as well. Um, yeah. let, let's see where these next two tests goes. I, I think we can pull a test back. I think we can do it. I really do. Um, subject to all of our lads not being out with COVID.
1: <laughs> let's they'll, have the, they'll have the bit between the teeth now. That's the thing, isn't it? They'll have the... Our team respond well to the criticism that they've that they've had, and you know, fair enough, the three nil down after three tests, but they'll they'll be back, they'll be back, our lads, and we're not just saying that blindly, you know. So so come on, two more tests to go. Um, just a reminder as well, the Ashes Daily Show. We're not referring to our podcast. That was very ill thought out. Uh, the Ashes Daily Show will be taking place on BT Sport throughout the fourth test. Um, it will be on at the end of each day with a panel of journalists. It's a really good watch that I've caught that when I've got up and done the done this kind of early stint. Um, And um, also it's available on the BT Sport YouTube channel as well. Uh, just a reminder, we do talk about it. Glenn talks about it in the podcast, but... If you, if you are listening and you're sort of just meandering along about your day, just mention this now it is worth mentioning. You can buy your virtual seat for the pink test. It's $20, 20 Australian dollars, it's about 10 quid. Um, and all the proceeds, all of them do go to the McGrath Foundation. And um, it's at www.pinktest.com.au. And uh, Glenn says, I mean, it's like like a staggering amount of tickets that they sold last time. And they've got a really big target this time. So it takes two minutes of your time, 10 quid, great cause, brilliant, you know, and for the great man, tragic circumstances, but really, really good cause. So we can't be there. So show your support if you can. Um, now we're going to keep on with the guests here on the Shackles are off podcast. But in the meantime, this one is Glenn McGrath. Enjoy.
2: love the, the balmy army and just the atmosphere it uh, creates sometimes it's uh, you want to give a bit of stick back to them but uh, yeah, it's been good battles and good uh, good enjoyment over the last oh, 20 what is it uh, i've been retired now for for 14 15 years and played for 14 years so yeah some uh, a lot of uh, great memories there and yeah it's it's a shame they're not uh, out in full strength this year i think england need them
1: mm. I think so well I think so I'll tell you what we'll get we'll get going um we've actually been told to kind of not talk too much about the cricket which is fine by us, by the way. <laughs> Absolutely fine by us. Um, we're obviously focusing on, on the pink test talking to you, Glenn. And by the way, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. It was one of these where Chris and I, we've been discussing for ages. We've had some amazing guests from all around the world, you yeah. know, some fantastic international players. We've always said we'd love to have Glenn McGraw on, and it's really fitting that you're actually coming on just before this. So it's really appreciated. But for those who don't who don't know much about the McGrath Foundation. Um, How did it come about and and what does it do?
2: Yeah, so McGraw Foundation was launched in in 2005 and predominantly because of the experience of going through breast cancer with my late wife, uh, Jane, who was English, um, contracted or was diagnosed with breast cancer back in 1997. Uh, Then we went through the whole journey and battle for ourselves from diagnosis through operations, chemo, radiotherapy, um you know she had incredible strength but you know we got through it somehow uh and then when unfortunately jane had a recurrence in uh, in 2003 and the difference this time was there was a breast care nurse there and the difference that positive difference it made in our lives but especially hers was incredible And we realized there was not enough of these amazing people out there so that was one of the reasons we we started to we created the McGraw foundation uh we're all all also asked to write a book of our experience of going through breast cancer. And we thought about it for a while and we felt if we could help one person by telling our story, then it's worthwhile. So that grew into the McGrath Foundation with two very clear objectives. One was to raise awareness of breast cancer, also in younger women, because Jane was only 31 when she was diagnosed. And the other one was to raise funds to place breast care nurses in communities right across the country. So that's what what we do. Um, at the moment, we have 171 McGrath Breast Care Nurses. They've supported more than 100,000 families, individuals going through breast cancer. So, you know, to think, hearing those numbers blows me away. Uh, from yeah. where it started to where it is now, uh, we still have a bit of a way to go. Uh, it's it was Jane's dream, and it's also the driving force of the foundation. Is that every person, every family going through breast cancer has access and support of McGrath Breast Care Nurse where they live. And it's a a free service and totally self-referable. So that number's around about 250 uh, we need to get to. And we feel we can achieve that in uh, 2025. So yeah, the support's been absolutely incredible.
1: Amazing. And the, the whole concept of the pink test, I remember the first time I saw it. And it obviously has a different look. Every bit of colour on a player's shirt and around the ground and on the stumps and everything, you know, the umpires, it's all pink and it's, it's a different look. It's very striking. How did you come up with that? You know, obviously pink goes hand in hand with, with the breast cancer, but where did you get that brainchild? We, you know, we've seen Ruth Strauss with the Ruth Strauss foundation, yep. we yep. spoke to Straussy about the red and that was kind of obviously almost, almost taken off from the pink look that, that you'd gone for. It's a really striking thing, isn't it? When did did you discuss that to come up with it? Because it's such a great concept.
2: Yeah, uh, it's been amazing. I've spoken to Straussy, and it's great to see what's been created at Lords as well. But I think back, uh, you know, Jane passed away the previous year and Cricket Australia and SCG came to us and wanted to uh, um, offer us the test match and change day three, which was Ladies Day to Jane McGrath Day. And to be honest, they probably thought it might have been a one-off, or, or see how we go. But just that first test, what was created there, just the way people came on board from firstly from the teams, you know, the, the Australian team supporting us, but you know the touring team uh, every year has really supported the foundation too. Um, then all the corporates, Cricket Australia, SCG Trust, but just the way the public came together um, was amazing, and and that test it just got pinker and pinker as it went on, and <laughs> Pink's probably not a, a, a color you you know you, you you sort of put with cricket. I'd never had anything pink near my cricket gear growing up, but <laughs> now um, it seems to be a num a color synonymous with the uh, with the test match. And um, I think just the way it brings people together, um, and I think that's a beauty of sport that it crosses all boundaries. It just brings people together, and Absolutely. I think there's not too many people as well that don't have a story. A personal story whether it's someone in their family or someone close to them that's been through or going through breast cancer so I think they have that connection and uh, yeah to see what a sport and a charity can do if they combine and and just everyone come together is very very special.
0: It was I I was on the last tour and I I witnessed the the power of the pink test and it was an incredible um, moment really we'd been we'd be fighting all, all tour with the Australian fans and singing in the stands and all in good jest and all in good humour as we yeah. do with the Barmy Army. But on, pink, on the, the first day, which is the the pink test, and and we all just united and come together and you see the Barmy Army all in the pink shirts and all the other travelling fans all dressing up and really getting involved with the day. There's a real sense of community, like the, the cricket yeah. communities come together for the same reason and the same mm. cause and, and it's absolutely beautiful. And it's a great thing to be a part of.
2: Yeah, no, exactly right. And just the way the Barmy Army have got behind it, the way all the supporters from both sides. And I think that's what's made it uh, even more special. That's what's created something special. It's just the way people have come together. And, uh, yeah, so very, very proud.
1: Yeah, yeah. And the Bami Army, I mean, it's interesting. We, we, we spoke about the support with... Um, Andrew Strauss, and he was saying that actually it had gone full circle in many ways in his career, in the sense that he'd had that support supporting him, you know, when he was playing, and then well, after... a little
0: different for you, Glenn. Well, Not yeah, quite
1: supporting you as a
0: player, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it, in a way, it's come full circle in a different kind of way, Glenn, hasn't it? You know, I'm, I'm trying to find yeah. a link there in a way, but you'll have you'll you'll feel that link, I suppose.
2: Oh, without a doubt, you know, I always enjoyed the. You know, a bit of fun we had with the Bamiami. Uh, you know, the Australian team did pretty well most of the time. You know, if you take 2005 out of it, uh, I think Australia were on top uh, when, when I played and, you know, we had some good good fun. But uh, no, it, it has. And, you know, our fans are what uh, makes the sport so successful. You know, if no one turns up to the game, if nobody watches it, then we don't really have a game, do we? So uh, the, the way that you guys support the English team Uh, the support India gets when they travel is amazing. You know, we've got our supporter groups that follow the Australian team around. And to me, that's what, what it's about. And uh, You've got to get out there and enjoy life. And, and if anything, that the pink test is about bringing people together and just showing the importance of, uh, of making the most of life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Greggy, he just did the cardinal sin of mentioning 5 Now we've (laughs) got to, we've got to talk to you about this, Glenn. We've got to talk to you about this. We've had a lot of, players from an English point of view that have been on the on the podcast and they all talk about the, the pinnacle moments. And mm. I think we all know what we're referring to here. Um, what, what are your memories from that tour? It will obviously be, um, I can't imagine it a great memory, but it, it was a special series nonetheless.
2: Oh, it's an incredible series. There's no doubt about that. Um, you know, the first test was put was brilliant, you know, to go to go to Lords, which home of cricket and still a very special place for for Australians to come to, and it's one of my favorite grounds in the world. Uh, to take my 500th wicket at Lords yeah. was very special, uh, and then to go on and win that first test, and you know, we're all always going well, and then <laughs> Edge Baston, and it all a bit of a spanner in the works, and uh, I. I have a lot of people come up to me and tell me their favorite sporting moment from, from the UK. Your <laughs> favorite sporting moment is me treading on that ball. Uh, I've had Michael Vaughan say he was the one that rolled it out. Uh, apparently at Edgebaston, there's a little plaque on the ground where it happened. Um, but yeah, that, that was an amazing series. Apart from sort of me treading on the ball. I just think England have been playing some, some really good cricket leading into it. They had good confidence. Uh Vaughan was doing a great job at the top and they had self-belief that probably we hadn't seen before. And they came hard at us at at Lord's and you know, we were lucky enough we we bounced back. Uh, and then, you know, what happened at Edge Baston at the start of the match and then at the end for it to get right down to the wire with um yeah. you know with Brett Lee and Michael Kaspervich uh, batting so close. And and you know, I think what was it, Freddie? Was it Freddie that got the last wicket or yeah. Yeah, it No, was. it was Steve Harmison.
1: Steve Harmison oh, round Arme, the week. Sorry, Harmy got yeah. it
2: and, uh, yeah, caught behind. And, yeah, a little bit of conjecture on whether it just – the bat was – the hand was on the bat, but uh, we'll leave that one. Uh, <laughs> but then the remainder of the series was was probably one of the most amazing that I've been involved in. And the thing I loved most about it was we had people on the streets of London and, and other sort of major cities in, in the UK come up and say – you know, I don't mind. Don't really watch that much cricket. I don't really like it, but I cannot miss a ball. I just mm-hmm. love it. This series so much. You know, you saw people being turned away from the gra- from grounds. I think what it did for cricket in England and in, in Australia, I think was uh, you know was incredible. And and that series will go down as as one of the best. Uh, unfortunately, I sat there and watched uh, from the sideline for two matches, which wasn't much fun. Um, but even that last day at uh, at the Oval we still had a chance you yeah. know warney yeah. warney put kp down on zero uh which could have been an interesting finish if you held on to that one but then kp went and got a smashed an incredible 100 and, and took the game away from us so uh, yeah amazing series uh and yeah a lot of people reminded me about that one whenever <laughs> they can
1: it's not just though that the the whole atmosphere because we've not seen anything like that since mm. let's be honest chris have we yeah, when we when we watch it
2: certainly
0: not you know
1: yeah. certainly not i think that last series here you know with the stokes day at heading the ultimately yep. australia retaining the ashes that came quite close i would say yep. with, with the fever around it but from your perspective it's it's the friendships as well you know it sounds like a really cliche thing to say and it almost sounds a little bit cheesy so apologies for that but you know i'm just thinking now you you with vawny and you know, when you come to the UK, you work for TMS and you're sharing the, yep. the commentary box with all these people. That's, that's special. That's special because you don't see that in many sports. Fierce competitors still remain in really close pals. And that's um, that's something you can take away from it. Even if you did roll your ankle, you had to watch it. You, know, you <laughs> could still soak it in and, and maintain that that bond and relationship. And that's something that's you don't really get, dear, in anything else, which uh, I think is really uh, nice. It, it-
2: Exactly right. And the, the guys you mentioned there, um, you know, we, we're both teams get, get on so well and got on so well. And, you know, I think it's a, that special bond, uh, you know, with Freddie, Freddie came over to Australia was in, uh, I'm a celebrity to get me out of here. And he ended up winning that and he donated the money <laughs> to the McGrath foundation. Oh, so wow. brilliant. You know, brilliant. Um, some, some great connections there. And, you know, as I mentioned, I've spoken to Straussie a bit and, you know, cookie and, and, you know, us fast bowlers, we try to stay, stick together with Harmy and, and Freddie and and Darren golf and that and golfy and those guys. So yeah, some great friendships have been created. And I think that's the beauty of, of cricket. Um, And now with the IPL and people playing all these different competitions, you get to know the opposition a little bit better as well and you play alongside them. And my two stints that I had with uh, county cricket, you know, playing up in Worcester was brilliant. I loved the season with Worcester and I was lucky enough to play a a month for Middlesex in 04. So those stints I really enjoyed and I got to know a few guys I only played against a lot better. And, you know, um, I think just it's more... What I miss is time in the change rooms. Not out in the middle, but time in the change rooms with your teammates, with the opposition. You know, that's that's uh, some special memories there.
1: Is it something that you guys in Australia look at the county championship? We've spoken to a couple of Aussie guys on this podcast, Chris, haven't we?
2: Mm-hmm. And I,
1: and I, I, I struggle to get my head around the fact that it's something that you guys strive a little bit towards. Not, not obviously the pinnacle. But that's it's minus that...
0: Lava Shane about that. I think he's well, made his career on it.
1: He loves it. Yeah. <laughs> he loves it. Loves his seasons at Glamorgan actually, doesn't he? And and that's, yeah. it's I, I, explain that curiosity to us, Glenn, if you don't mind.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I think all Australians just lifted. They, you know, to play cricket in England, um, is very special. I know as a, as a fast bowler and to be able to bowl with the Duke cricket ball is something I absolutely love doing. I wish I could have done more of through my <laughs> career. But I, it's just such different conditions. It's, you know, I grew up in the middle of New South Wales out in the, where everything's brown to come over. Everything's green is something I enjoyed. Um, but I think also just the expectations, you know, of when an Australian cricketer comes and plays county cricket, they expect him to do well and they sort of look up to him and, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. And um, I think that experience that you get and playing cricket on a totally professional level where it's cricket day in, day out is different to our shield season. You know, shield season, we played 10 games a year, mm. whereas, yeah. you know, you finish one match up, you know, maybe up at, um, at Old Trafford and you've got a neck, you know, one day or something down at the Rose Bowl the next day. So <laughs> yeah. it's, um, it's just I enjoyed playing cricket day in, day out, and you know, you, there was a good, good bunch of lads at uh, at Worcester and, and even at Middlesex. So it was only when uh, I did find it a little bit strange when I was at the Middlesex to walk up up the stairs to the change rooms, and instead of going left into the away dressing room, to go right <laughs> into the home dressing room, I found that. Uh, really tough I I used to go and sneak into the way dressing room and sit there and just soak it in for a little bit (laughs) (laughs) really that's quality love it love it um just talking about
1: this series I know you've obviously been in in and around and doing stuff for ABC it's great still gonna hear you on the radio Glenn over here you know even in the middle of the night which is which is great and, and and taking part and that's 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 the best thing about it. We get all the mix of the commentators, We've still got Jim Maxwell involved, and it's it's brilliant. Love all that. That's something that's special about the Ashes. In in terms of um, this series, it's not been the most competitive. You know, we try and support at the Barmy Army people through thick and thin, and that's that's what it is. It's unconditional kind of support, but it's not been the best. Even the most ardent and deluded of the Barmy Army will uh, will still sort of see that it is being pretty one sided. Um, How much delight do you take in that? I know that the classic Glenn McGrath thing pre-Ashes is always 5-0. That's your (laughs) prediction. And it's uh, it's looking mighty like it's going to go that way as we speak at the moment on the 3rd of uh, January as we record this. But you want it competitive, surely. The competitor in you wants it more competitive than it is now. Surely. I mean, there's got to be an element of that. And there's a load of mitigating factors there, isn't there?
2: Oh, without a doubt. It's, uh, I've got my daughter in the you, background you here. You <laughs> um, Yeah, so my six-year-old daughter here, she's got COVID with me, but she's in good spirits too, thank that's, God. But, uh, that's um, the main good. thing. That's uh, <laughs> you, you, you want a good co- uh, close series, there's no doubt about that. I did make my normal prediction of 5-0 at the start of the series, and, yeah, it is looking like uh, it's probably odds-on favourite at the moment, un- unless there's a bit of weather around. Yeah. Yeah, I think England just—I think they've got their selections wrong. Uh, They just—they've—they won in won the toss in up at the Gabba, which they would have preferred to lose, I think, and then lost the next two toss. Uh, So things haven't gone their way. And the big moments in the game, they've—they've lost. There was a couple Mm. of times where in the first two Test matches, if they hung on to catches and they're fairly regulation catches, that would have had a big impact on that game. So they've—they've just missed. Major moments. Uh, They haven't had things go go their way, and then you know Melbourne just uh, they fell in a bit of a heap. So yeah, you know they've they've got to find a way to turn it around. It it hasn't been the best, nowhere near their best series, but Mm. yeah they've had a lot of issues. But on the reverse of that, I think Australia's played well. Um, They've won the big moments. Things have gone for them, and when they've had injuries and they've brought players in, those players have performed. So uh, you've got one side of team playing exceptionally well and the other side of the team not playing quite as well as you would have hoped. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, which is which is a bit sad. I mean, ho- hopefully it's a little bit more competitive. Yeah. When you guys come back over, I'm sure it will be. There's going to be a big so inquest. Want, I,
2: want, uh, I want every game to be right down to the wire with Australia just winning every single game. <laughs> so that's, you know, that's yeah, because
1: yeah, <laughs> otherwise your prediction wouldn't come true, Glenn, would it? You know, I'd
0: nearly agree with you on that, Glenn, but if it wasn't for <laughs> the last caveat you put in there. <laughs>
1: what a it does make yeah. me laugh every single time it's almost like why do they even bother asking glenn for his prediction you know it's very funny it's very funny uh, just just go back to to what obviously what's upcoming um before we wrap up uh, it's we had a message off um a long-standing balmy army member didn't we chris off dave, dave peacock who's been on every single tour um since the inception of the balmy army in, in 1994 to five um I said, obviously, you know, you were playing a big, big part and re- probably on the receiving end of a lot of, let's call it good-natured banter. Um, you obviously enjoyed it and you said that sometimes yeah. you want to give a little bit of stick back. It must have been great, though, playing in front of that. And obviously, most of the time, like you did refer to a little bit earlier, coming out on top as well.
2: Yeah, I probably made it easy coming out on top, but being a fast bowler, we generally field on the fence. So we have a lot more interaction with the crowd and interaction mm. with the Barmy army. And, you know, that's, that's what it's about. And being an Australian, we, we love a bit of banter, you know, you know whatever you want to call it, sledging, gamesmanship, mental disintegration as Steve Waugh called it, or a bit of banter, is, 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 I think is a far better term. You know, if I get a missed call from, from Matty Hayden, the message is just absolute abuse, but that's what you expect <laughs> with mates in Australia. So so we like a little bit of a uh, little bit of bad turn. Yeah, it's it's all in like you said, all in good nature, but just the atmosphere it creates um is 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 what I miss. You know, mm. to play in front of a crowd that's quiet or in front of no crowd is uh, makes it pretty tough to, but to play in front of a crowd that there's atmosphere, there's noise, there's um you know, good support is yeah, is what it's all about. So yeah, it's been uh, it's been good fun.
1: So we obviously can't be there in person, um, mm-hmm. not in the proper way. We've obviously got our expats there, which is great. We've got the Sydney Barmy Army group there, Chris, which will be awesome, isn't it? But we, we want to know a bit more about this virtual seat campaign because obviously that's surrounding the, the, the pink test. And um, how, how do people get involved? Just t- tell us all about it.
2: Yeah, so last year, obviously the last few years with COVID, we haven't had the same crowds and people coming to the along to the games, to any sport for that matter. Uh, And our team came up with the concept of a virtual seat, uh, where you can buy a seat, have your name on the seat, and then you can put it out on your social media. And uh, we look to fill a virtual stadium. So, yeah, so all you have to do is jump online, pinktest.com.au. You can buy a virtual seat for $20. Uh, You can buy in pairs or in groups, put your names on it. Uh, You can even put a banner on it. And support your team. So whether it's England or Australia this year, new concept we've come up with, or just support the, the McGrath Foundation. So I think it's just a way that you know you can you know p- provide or pay twenty bucks, get a get something in return that you can then post on on social media. And I think there's not too many people in Australia, and I dare say England exactly the same that you don't know someone close to you, whether it's a family member or uh, a friend that's a close friend that's been through or going through breast cancer. So there's that personal connection there. And, and what we, what we're doing is, is making a massive positive difference in people's lives. So, uh, so yeah, you know, it's, uh, I've been blown away by the support, uh, not only from Australia, but from people from around the world. And yeah, so if you want, you're over in the UK and you want to support, you can put your little English banner across a seat and, uh, and, you know, post that on uh, social media as well. But yeah, it's uh, yeah. Sometimes out of tough times, you know, you've got to be innovative, and, and new things grow, and and you know the foundation grew like that in the first place. And now with virtual seats, uh, it it's uh, it's been incredible. I um
0: I, I bought a virtual seat and the last test when you when you did that last year, and it was incredible to see. Um, I heard the stat from from someone about how many seats you actually sold that day. It's incredibly easy to do. Um, check out the Barmy Army social media pages to find out how to do that. We'll be posting it throughout the test match, but. Glenn, what, what was the number of seats sold last year? Can, can you recall the figure?
2: Yeah, so we uh, we didn't know what to expect last year because, uh, you know, the crowd numbers were, were way down because of restrictions, what have you. And, um, yeah, the fact that we sold 150,000 seats last year uh, was wow. absolutely incredible. We set ourselves a goal of 240,000 seats uh, this year, which is uh, the SCG... Um, at capacity, each five days holds forty-eight thousand. So we've come up with oh, a yes. number by five sold-out days of the SCG. So uh, yeah, you can still see your section, and on the on the um, on the virtual stadium that we have, you can see which sides are supporting Australia and how many people supporting England. So just little concepts to come Brilliant. along with, yeah, uh, you know, make it a little different and hopefully a better experience for everyone.
0: If we, can't, if we can't win at the cricket, Greggy. Let's yeah.
2: beat them in the virtual seat campaign. <laughs>
0: yeah, come on! Yeah, twenty <laughs> pounds. It's only
2: like a pfeiffer, isn't it? Yeah, with the yeah. uh, five quid. <laughs> yeah. you no, know what?
0: I'm just no, looking at still, it still now. We're still winning on the um, exchange, rate, at least.
1: <laughs> yeah, just a bit. I mean, come on. I mean, yeah. Just, just. Uh, it is so easy to do. It is so easy, and it's quite cool. You know, you get. You can get your yeah. You can unlock all the different or more seats. That oh, brilliant. You know what? I'm going to do that as soon as we finish with you, Glenn. It's um, it's really simple to do. So um, it just leaves us to say, Glenn. I hope it all goes well. And it's an it's it's such a shame that you can't be there. And I'm I'm sure that when the action starts going, you'll be going, "Oh my words! I wish I was there." Yeah. But um, it's going to be it's going to be great. And um, just before we go, are you um are you still sticking to that five nil? I suppose that's a silly question.
2: Um, yeah, I was, I said at the start five mil and then after each one, I, I just feel better and better. So at the moment I'm feeling very confident. Um, I think, yeah, there's a bit of weather around Sydney, but I think, uh, I'm still saying five mil.
1: Okay. Well, we I've, got, I've got, I've got faith,
2: Greggy. I've got faith. I know, I know he's
0: got the experience, but I've got faith in the lads. Yeah. pull it back. Come on. Like, Glenn, before we lose you, can you, um, can you give a message to the Barmy army that, uh, are unable to travel over. In the <laughs> oh, hello!
2: <laughs>
0: all the families. Are, are you able to send a message um, to the Barmy Army, Glen, that are all sat in England, wishing they were out there at the minute?
2: Yeah, just to to all you guys, Barmy Army. The way you support and have supported the English team for for a long, long time, it is very special. I know as a team, we used to. You know, look at you guys and sometimes feel a little envious uh, and other times probably a little bit annoyed. But uh, the way you guys have come out to Australia, especially the last few pink tests uh, and supported the McGrath Foundation is absolutely incredible. Uh, It shows that you're not just all for England and against the opposition, uh, but yeah, it's an incredible thing you guys have created, and and just gets bigger and better every year. So congratulations on that. And uh, it was always good fun. Always look forward to it, and uh, hopefully, uh, get you know we'll definitely catch up next time in the, in England, be able to catch up and uh, you know get in the middle of the army, army, experience what it's all about.
1: You're welcome anytime, by the way. I'm sure that's, uh, that's yeah, absolutely, Glenn. Let's get, um, let's get him in there. Get him in, there. even if it's just for five or ten minutes. You know, you got to soak <laughs> it up, Glenn. Um, thanks so much for coming on and speaking to us on the podcast it's really appreciated and um, yeah and just a reminder do buy those virtual seats for the pink test Um, it's going to be absolutely awesome and um, it's a great cause and it's a great message and um, hopefully you can enjoy the cricket so thanks so much Glenn and take it easy
2: absolutely no worries thanks guys it's been great to chat and uh enjoy hopefully england turn things around but uh we'll see
1: yeah we will (laughs) (laughs) thanks glenn
2: top man (laughs) take it easy
1: cheers glenn
0: Podcast Network.